0: Happy New Year from the guys at No Driving Gloves. We've got all three of us here. We're actually recording on the second, so we're Woo-hoo! starting off. We're starting off the year right. Do you guys do anything exciting over the holidays?
1: I uh, made a trip to uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee.
0: You do that quite often.
1: We do. We mm-hmm. do. So went up there between uh, Christmas and New Year been a couple of nights up there other than that just a good uh christmas with the family decent new year we were all a little bit uh, under the weather a little puny but you know we survived what about you d rock
2: uh
1: i drove
2: and drove and then drove some more and then drove again and then drove some more So we uh, went from Kentucky to Ohio, to Virginia, to Ohio, to Michigan, to Ohio, to Kentucky.
1: You know, Uh, if if you go ahead and have you some kids, that's an excuse to not go so much and the grandparents can come see you.
2: Ah, I'll have to think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was actually advantageous because the trip to Virginia was a side trip for work because I actually had to pick up a donation <clears throat> to the museum. And, uh, it just so happened to be about a half hour from Dulles airport, where the national air and space museum, Udvar Hazy Center is. So we actually, uh, packed up our, uh, one of our, our niece and nephew, uh, my wife's sister's kids, and, uh, we, we packed them up and, Took them on that day trip with us, which was a little bit of a long day trip, but we got to take them to Air and Space Museum. And they got to see the uh, uh, space shuttle Discovery, so nice. that was kind of cool be able to see the space shuttle. And I uh, got the, the donation picked up, visited some old friends that, that are down that way now. and uh, so. But overall, it was a good Christmas and uh, a good New Year. So we got, as Will uh, just mentioned, he got a little sick over the holidays, as, as did my wife and I. Um, so we had the the joys of the stomach bug or whatever it is that's going around, and uh, but we made it back to Kentucky just in time to go back to work.
0: Mm. Was your um what was Thursday Monday today? Then I take it you returned.
2: Uh, I was back to work on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday this week.
0: Hmm. Nope, I typical me. I just as boring as ever. I stayed. We stayed in. Visited her mom, which is you know an hour down the road. Uh, had a nice quiet Christmas. Uh, nobody got sick around here. Um, I mean, other than, like I say, our, our normal illnesses and she bought a car. So, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, in this household, that's just an everyday thing,
2: you know, that's that's uh, small uh, in uh, comparison to what you bought.
0: I was going to say (laughs) income and, uh, (laughs) Uh, what do I want to Yeah, the, the, the meme I believe she posted, and I she might even put it on, no driving gloves. I have yet to buy a car this year. As we sit here on the 2nd of January, I haven't bought a car this year.
2: And Just remind her that she has.
0: And to be honest, the buyer of the Taurus, the SHO, picked it up tonight, so it, it went away. So I'm down to a boring Ford Fusion, and I'll be honest, 1.5 liter, single turbocharger boring
1: so yeah but what the uh Beyonce, right correct okay what the fiance just bought it's got a little get up and go it, it, a little more fun
0: yeah it it kind of scoots and it kind of i can actually not feel bad if she drives me to a uh, you know a car show or <laughs> one of the cruise ends i um I can. I now have a car I can ride in and be proud of. I mean, her BRZ wasn't bad, but this one, this one kind of stands out. So I don't know. We might post a picture this coming week of it. Uh, other
2: than that, can we make sure it's can we make sure it's one of you sitting in the the passenger seat, all belted <laughs> in, nice.
0: Standing next to it and my bum clothes on, <laughs> hitching a ride. But other than that, um, I guess pretty boring. I thought we'd recap uh, kind of our, did we achieve our goals from last year? Because we always do this goal show and kind of set lay out what we're planning on doing this year. And like most years, none of us listened to last year's show to find out what we actually set out for goals. Uh, I'm reasonably sure I didn't do anything that I said since I left my job you know, at the end of January of 2019 and ended up starting a business, which I hadn't conceived, you know, was in the back of my head, but you know, we always say that we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And then we find, you know, it's kind of even caught me by surprise that I, that I did it. So, you know, uh, I didn't achieve, I think as far as employment and autos, anything I set out in the year to do. So, how, well, how... I
2: think I actually, I think I actually remember one of my goals because I didn't listen to the sh- last year's show either. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I remember uh, setting out to be better on social media, especially on the no driving gloves uh, page. I remember and, that <laughs> and post, yeah, or at least send things for John and and uh, Zara to post on on our our social media. I uh, epically failed at that, I'm pretty sure, because I probably haven't posted in the past six months anything, even on my personal page. Uh, But hey, I did buy another car this year. Well, actually, I bought another old car and I got a new truck. So at least things on the automotive end there. And I I did make a post on my personal page about the Model T or the uh, Chevy 490 uh, coming into the family of cars here in Kentucky with me. So, I was thinking I said, of one of your I said goals. Model T because I've got Model T on the mind because a friend of mine just bought a really cool Model T. So, sorry, we were just talking about it about an hour ago. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was thinking I think one of your goals was possibly to add another vintage car to your collection too. So, you might have actually done two of your goals. Any of our informed well, listeners dog. <laughs> might might drop us an email. <laughs> Will, how'd you do on the year?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> well, I no idea. you did have a nice post uh, on the um, Big Oak page about, I think, was it nine shots of various projects that you guys touched. It looked like a pretty, you know, you're, you're the only one who has really a lot of photographic evidence. <laughs> and...
1: <laughs> well, that, I mean, that was all Big Oak stuff. You know, on the, on the personal side, I did add... A car to my old car collections or old car piles of junk or whatever you want to call them um, might have added another one yesterday, uh, but that that's uh, I'll know more about that here in a couple of weeks that <laughs> I can share with you guys. Um, it would actually be for my daughter that will be turning 16 this year. So, so as far as that goes, you know, um, did add uh, a '68 Cadillac Coupe DeVille, taking up a spot in my garage at home. That the, I need to be out there working on right now. Der- so.
2: <laughs> Derek's the odd man. Well, out. thanks for joining us on the show. Feel free to get out to your garage. I <laughs> <laughs> say so Derek's
0: kind of the odd man out. Where's your Cadillac coupe, Derek?
2: Hey, I've got a Peerless. I'm good. I don't need a. I don't need a Cadillac. I got a, a V8 Peerless. You could I'm fit good.
1: two of your Cadillac coupes in my Cadillac coupe.
2: <laughs> actually probably yeah. Yeah,
1: I
0: don't. I don't think there's any exagger, exaggeration in that
2: whatsoever. I, and I don't think I'd want a coupe. I think if I was going to get a Cadillac, it'd be a curved dash. Uh, it, not a. Wow. Hmm, good morning. Uh, it would be a a, a 190304. Cadillac, just the, the open runabout. Yeah,
0: you mean the Curve Dash Oles version of the, of the Cadillac? <laughs> yeah. Well, I started saying
2: that, I don't know why Cadillac Curve. I don't know, but anyway, the 1903 Cadillac runabout is is what I would want, which I could probably fit about four of those into the the your Cadillac. Will.
1: Yeah. There we go. So. Boy, probably are we got the, probably got the most cubic inches out of the bunch too.
2: What, what, what are the cubic inches on that?
1: It's a 472. That's the 68th was nice. the first first year of the 472. And I'm keeping the 472 in it. I'm not putting a damn LS motor in it. So Good.
0: <laughs> I think that's going to be the uh, one of the, I'd say, looking into the future of hot rods and cars, I think the goal is going to be to not put LS motors in. You know, that's been the big thing for the what last four or five years. Put an LS in it and you're done. Put an LS in it and you're done. I think there's we're tired of LS motors and I think you'll start. My feeling is the new norm will be to update it but not put an LS motor in it or well, to update what was there.
1: It depends on what you're going to be doing with that car. If you're just going to be driving it on occasion here and there and you're not gonna really be driving the snot out of it, then I think you're right, John, you know, and, and that, that falls into the sh- more of the show type cars that, that big Oak garage builds. But if you're building a car to really go out there and beat the streets and drive to Columbus and drive to California, you, you have to go with an LS motor. Just for the dependability, the drivability, the ease of working on them and stuff like that. So of, of all the projects in the sh- in Big Oak right now, one, we have one LS motor going on. That's it. Now we do have an LT4, which, you know, I mean, it's uh, I guess the modern version of an LS, but so, but yeah, we have one. One LS powered car in the shop right now.
2: You know, isn't that what they used to say about the Ford and Mercury flathead engines, though? If you want something that's dependable and you can drive it across country and not have problems, so yeah, I'd still build one with a, a flathead in it.
0: <laughs> hey, only you. Yeah, I'll just buy brand new with a warranty. <laughs> i'm boring
2: Or something not brand new that shouldn't have a warranty and still get a warranty with it
1: <laughs> <laughs> a hot rod at that <laughs> i'm good
2: <laughs> i'll tell you another
0: story after the show guys can't put it so, can't put that one on air
1: <laughs> so i'm gonna kind of put you on the spot here john i know you talked about how you're you know normal boring week well i think all that's about to change right
0: now it kind of has changed
2: okay yeah did that did, did we hear that you you bought a car company is that what is that the rumor going around what i think he did did john didn't you
0: buy a car company well um a couple people uh when they saw last week's episode uh kind of emailed or messaged uh i kind of um psyched them out <laughs> No, I I didn't buy a car company. I thought about it, you know. Elon and I sat down for hours and hours, and you know discussed you know me buying Tesla. You know, I cut back expenses. I would sold the SHO, so I had like you know seven or eight hundred dollars left in my pocket. And we we looked long and hard at it, and we just we just couldn't make make it happen. So, um, did, I'm you, so- did you did you at
2: least get him to agree to come on the show? Uh, no. That uh, yeah,
0: and you know it was kind of that you know ford ferrari thing you know i told him you know nope not gonna buy you and he kind of just it was a little bit of the reverse and he said well i'm done with you i'm never talking to you again i'm gonna get in my truck and that's what he did he hopped in his truck towed seven fords out of here and that was it I was mean, he in <laughs> his new
1: tesla truck
0: you bet he was what else did would it- he drive
1: did it still have the window busted out of it?
0: I uh, know he 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 had some new uh plexiglass in it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I, you. <laughs> I believe it was actually Lexan.
0: <laughs> no, it, this definitely was plexi. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it, it had
0: this new silicone seal. Uh, he was on his way to try it as a submarine. So.
1: Ooh. Oh, man, I would love to see <laughs> that.
0: Now, um, I've teased a little bit, and uh, I've worked a deal for the last four or five months to with my business. To um, I'm going in as a princi- with a principal client now. It's still my business, and we're doing a management deal. And there's a um, what do I want to say? A collision center in town. They specialize in. Uh, they're certified Mercedes. They'll be certified in something else in the next couple of days that can actually go public. That can't quite go public yet. And you know, they work on Porsche's BMWs, Bentley's, Mercedes, you know, all, all the high end exotics. Luxury and exotic is their specialty. And they went ahead and they bought a they're 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 growing a little bit. They're going from roughly 20,000-ish square foot building to 140,000 square foot buildings and our building and I just can't get away with away from 140,000 square foot buildings because that's how big the museum was when I started 142,000 square feet and this building's right at a 140,000 square feet and if you've never seen a Sam's Club stripped to the bones uh They're big buildings. You can put a football field inside of them, and that's it. He bought a local Sam's Club that went out of business. Is going to move his bin there. Uh, Dent Wizards got a wing. There'll be paint protection film brought in house. They've already they've offered it for years, but they're bringing paint vinyl, uh, or excuse me, paint protection films vinyl and such in house three paint three massive paint booths large enough to put um, long wheelbase super high top sprinter and transit connect vans in like Amazon crashes around town all the time um, little things like that and I'm going in to manage the new as uh, Matt Farah keeps to- uh, to- toting his West Westside Collector Car Storage, we're going to do collector car storage, manage that division for them, manage an events division, retail sales, do some marketing in that. So that's what will occupy my time. So uh, anybody can feel free to look me up if you have a exotic or st- such to um, store, uh, race cars, things like that. Uh, this company has a rollback that has a glass-enclosed box on it. They call it the toy box, and they do ship cars cross-country. We'll pick up cars cross-country and bring it back inside of a, like basically a glass container so everybody can see the car on the trip, and it's still protected. Oh, It's just kind of like you guys said. It's the beginning. I've been... It took a couple of months to put the deal together, and uh, I've been kind of spending a lot of time out there getting a feel for the coworkers and the family that I've contracted with and uh, see where we go. And My first official contract day is next Monday, or the day this show's releasing, so... That's what we're doing. You say look for Classic Car Motoring. We haven't officially named, but it's probably going to be Classic Car Motoring Remote Garaging, Classic Car Motoring uh, Car Club, Classic Car Motoring Events. It's all in that CCM, CCM, um, remote garages, CCM events, things like that. We do have a 700-space parking lot, just about five acres, all asphalt, if you want to have a car show or a car event or driving school or anything you need five acres of asphalt for, um, we have that available too because very rarely does a collision center have 700 parking spots taken up like a Sam's Club does. So that's the quick and uh, dirty of that. I don't know if you guys have questions or things I can answer questions, or what are you up to this year, Will? And Derek, what are you up to?
1: Well, I got a couple of questions on that deal. are y'all going to be hosting like in-house car events, let's say like cars and coffee, maybe some autocross events that you got a big old parking lot, you know, just things like that?
0: We have those on the would love to do list. Uh, I'm meeting with a f- uh, acquaintance of mine who designs autocross courses. He's already been by once and says, yeah, we, we can do a course in that parking lot. And we're going to analyze that really close to see if we can do that. And then, of course, if the lot size and shape will be accommodating, then we've got to look at some permitting and insurance. But we believe we can handle that kind of event. If we can't do an autocross, we've thrown out the idea of like a Gymkhana. Um, nope. We're looking for... We'd love to partner with one of the existing weekly car, sh- car events or at least monthly car events and... You know, whether we can get or we end up designing our own event. We don't want to compete with anybody, put anybody, any you know, compete with any other events. If we have to choose whatever the Saturday night is that's not available, um, you know, that's possibility. I believe um, one of the local meets might be having a venue issue. And, you know, we're open to hosting that. And part of what I've assumed is the next year year and a half i'm probably going to have to be available 24 7 so and a lot of sundays and a lot of nights so so yeah in, in answer to your question the goals are to uh accommodate both both types of events
1: well you know it, that's pretty awesome because most of these places we try to have these events like what you're talking about our own almost uh Somebody else's private property and, you know, church parking lots and, you know, I mean, just stuff like that. And it's hard to pull off, you know, car guys, know car guys, car guys, appreciate car guys. And, uh, having, having a facility like that, that could be available for stuff like that to happen in the Birmingham areas, uh, I imagine pretty huge.
0: It's, it's always been a challenge as being a president of many car clubs over the years, working for a a large venue um, that had a lot of overhead to it and a slightly different mission. Uh, One of the reasons I love partnering with this group is they kind of see it, they get it, they are car people at heart. They're car people through and through. You know, this is a 41-year-old business, so they're well-established. They're solid in the car community. Um, you know, the, the owners own various cars over the years, uh, his kids, which are, you know, manage managers in the collision shop have some pretty damn cool cars too. I kind of felt, you know, odd, you know, got the deal done about the same week that I bought the fusion and I go, now I don't even have a cool car to drive to work. I feel bad in the parking lot. So, yeah, I mean, the, the mindset's right. And And we're not looking, again, we're not looking to steal business from anybody else, but we're hoping to be able to provide possibly a more affordable, uh, more understanding
1: venue. Yep, that'd be awesome. Hmm. Maybe it'll be where I can come up and support some of it.
0: Oh, I'm sure we can uh, find you a spot or, you know, figure out how to host
2: something. I feel like we might need to do some... uh... Broadcasting of you no know, driving gloves from some of these events. Oh yeah, That'd
1: yeah. Be I've,
0: great. I've got this. Uh, they were putting the beams up today. I'll have a twenty by twenty glass office. So this four hundred square foot glass office that I'm intending to purchase, uh, probably a Zoom L8 or a Roadcaster. Uh, uh, what a Roadcaster Procaster. Um, po- podcast set up so we should you know i'll have a ability to record right there on site okay so i'm working late one night or there's an opportunity that pops up to do uh you know a podcast or an interview or such but i plan on having a secondary studio in my office down there also
1: awesome sounds yeah. like um 2020 is going to be pretty busy for you mr viviani
0: uh, like I say, I, I plan on it. I do hope to, and I'm working on the uh, Trello board for the No Driving Gloves podcast to be available every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock to continue uninterrupted shows. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, we got a plan behind that. Um, I'm a little bit behind a week or two on getting that implemented, but I think everybody can understand the uh, taking my new business and growing it now to help another uh, basically new business be created it's a there's a lot of time involved there (laughs) so hopefully uh, the the family understands a bit too so
2: no excuses no
0: excuses Uh, the problem is no excuses say the worksite doesn't want to hear any excuses and the family doesn't want to hear any excuses so you just got to figure out how to do it with like you said no excuses
1: It can can definitely be a tough struggle, you know, starting, we started Big Oak Garage with uh, one young daughter and, you know, not long after it was started, had another one. And, you know, it was, it's tough battling that between knowing you need to be at the shop more and knowing you need to be home more and, when you're at the shop, and when you're at home, and you know,
2: but clearly there was time to be home
1: because well, you yeah. you
2: got a second daughter.
1: Yeah, and there ain't no denying that she's mine either. So yeah. <laughs> I was
0: going to say maybe he just wasn't home <laughs>
2: enough, but
1: oh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah, I mean so, that, that could be a struggle.
2: So I got. i can seeing. Will asked a question about this, John. I got to ask a question. How much of the, how much of this massive complex is dedicated to the storage part? How many cars are you going to be storing in that storage area? There's
0: roughly twelve thousand square feet devoted to car storage. With the entire business plan to, we're not going to install every one at the very beginning. We'll fill the floor first, but the buildings being built out and the sections being built out to use three car stackers. Um, again, kind of, I want to, it's weird if you look at Matt Farah's Side Collector Car Storage, he's doing the same thing. I believe he's using four car stackers, but we'll end up stacking vehicles uh, with the ultimate goal of being able to uh, garage 150 to 160 cars. Inside, climate-controlled, and and one of the things that's weird and has been brought up to me by some people I've chatted with about this, it's a completely separate um, climate-control system, HVAC system. It's completely sealed from the collision center, so you don't have to worry about dust or odors or anything sliding over uh, there's been a lot of designing and engineering that's gone to basically this room is brick on two sides, steel on one side, and glass on the other side, and it's completely separated from the rest of the building. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing, and, you know, that. like I said, that area is about 12,000 square feet, and we actually have the ability, not including because we don't, we don't plan on doing events in, in the um, garage area, the event space we can set up for up to uh, about 17,000 square feet, which is one of, I believe, the largest event spaces available in Birmingham outside of, like, the Civic Center or something. So we could do, Ooh. I mean, technically we could probably do a pretty good car show or maker festival or something inside. I mean, 17,000 square feet is uh, <laughs> a pretty good footprint. Dang, that's nice. And there's going to be a car club that you can join, the CMC uh, Motor Club. Uh, various different mem- membership levels gives you discounting on the garaging, discounting on you know services. But we plan on looking at partnering with a movie producer or some some companies to be able to show a movie at least once a month and we're looking at the ability. We'd love to be able to show like formula one racing and things like that. But again, it, it becomes a licensing and expense thing. So that's one of the things I'm researching right now to look at the validity of that. But the ultimate goal is to hopefully be able to have people come out every Sunday morning and watch a race or something like that. Come once a month and, uh, watch a, you know, a car theme movie in a car environment. The, uh, this event space has a glass wall that open or presents the um, collision center, and you know there's <laughs> they have a nice collection of damaged vehicles in there, so uh, you can see some pretty um, interesting vehicles in states of assembly. It's kind of like a, a restoration shop through the glass, so something that uh, I've never seen before and. Ironically, there were two business plans I did when I was at McPherson and this is virtually one of them. I heard about the idea behind this place and I approached them early on in the thinking process and said, "Hey, you know, I wrote a business plan on this 20 years ago. I want in and figured out a, you know, figured out a way that would benefit everybody in this, you know, I'm not doing it to benefit me and I'm doing it to help, help classic car motoring out. And I'm doing it to help the collector car hobby in Birmingham out because the, the, the amount of cars here are amazing. It's one of the things that amazed me when I moved here, you know, I moved here from, you know, Fairfax, Virginia, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. And, you know, I go, that's the last time I ever saw a Ferrari. And, you know, now, now it's not uncommon to go to lunch with, you know, a group of guys and have five or six Ferraris in, in the parking lot or, you know, Enzo's and Lamborghini SVs and, you know, some pretty cool cars I never dreamed of seeing in Birmingham. Uh, to the point, a little story, a couple of years ago we were having lunch and this uh, blacked out Escalade pulled into the parking lot of the, the Logans we have used to have lunch at all the time with the Exotic Club. And this guy looked out the window and he said, what the bleep is going on here? And he hops, you know, gets out and looks around. And we had five four five eights in the parking lot in Birmingham. And this is whatever, 2010, 2012, the year the 458 came out. And it was ludicrous. And he was just amazed that he had... Was seeing five, four, five eights in the parking lot because his ad hadn't even been delivered at that point. So it was just you know one of those things that you go, hey, and, you know, there's some pretty cool stuff here in Birmingham. And as uh, my old boss, Mister Barber, would say, Birmingham, it's a horrible, horrible place to visit, but a nice place to live.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> as as Luda found out, it looks like, yeah. <laughs> sounds like.
0: And if if you're out there, Luda, uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. I would have to say Zara would be on with us, probably drooling and fawning. But if you're listening, we'd love to have you on
2: chatting about some of your rides. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, even if she was, I mean, she'd be drooling and fawning and she probably wouldn't say anything. So she still wouldn't be on the podcast. She'd just be (laughs) off to the side, you know. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, she'd probably have a lot of questions. We probably wouldn't get to talk. So Well, it sounds like John has a a full year ahead of him. That's good to know. Hopefully he'll uh, be able to keep our schedule up for us and keep us running with no driving gloves. What are you up to, Will?
1: Uh, Just the normal, you know, trying to finish up a uh, 57 Chevrolet. Uh, Keep up with our Instagram or Facebook. You've seen that uh, it's painted black and white We'll have a black and white Delray inspired interior, supercharged 572, all EFI. It'll be kind of neat, straight shift. So trying to get that car finished up, you know, early part of the year. And we will be debuting two cars at SEMA this year. Already got spots locked in, one of them is a uh, 61 impala that actually uh, today which i know the podcast is going to release what uh, in like on monday right on monday so five days this is the thursday before it released Four
0: days. yeah it's thursday isn't it yep. yeah we, we already said it's uh, january 2nd we're recording and we'll release on the oh,
1: 6th right. so all right so January 2nd. I uh, made a Instagram, Facebook post today of the Impala for the first time. car's been in the shop for a little bit and actually going to be debuting it in bare metal at the Grand National Roadster Show on the 23rd in Pomona, California.
0: Yeah, I uh, shared that post to the No Driving Gloves page and kind of teased that if you really wanted to see some of Will's junk naked, you know.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um... And we will be having a 66 Cadillac uh, that will be debuting at SEMA as well. I have not put anything out there on social media yet. So for y'all, for you that are listening, uh, that's the first of that car that's been mentioned in the public. So uh, 66 Cadillac, Air Ride, LT4. new 10 l 90 10 speed automatic gonna be uh it's gonna be a pretty neat pretty hot ride as of right now which everything can change it's gonna be red so low long red cadillac so that's uh that's what's ahead of us for the year so got a got a busy year ahead of us and should be uh should be a great, you know, 2020 should be great. End of 2020 should be really, really great. And 2021 shaping up to be a good show season for us. Nice.
2: Doing what big Oak does. That's right. Well, I have no plans to start my own business. Nor do I hope I ever need you know need to start my own business in 2020. Uh, don't have any plans on unveiling any cars at SEMA or any of the shows out there. So, yeah, my big plans are to uh, finally build the barn here at the house, so I have more room to work on cars. And uh, do
0: you really? That's probably a bigger goal to all of our listeners and what Will and I both just talked about. Yeah. You might want to have a business and a collector car thing, or you might want to build a you know, a hot rod, but I think everybody, every car person's dream is to have that barn. So I think you might've just won the game.
2: <laughs> no. Well, let's see if by the end of 2020, I pull it off. So I'm calling the contractors Well, this week, the week this releases, I'm going to be calling some of the, the uh, contractors. Of course, if if the listeners know me at all they know i'm the uh well i guess i'd probably be the the james may of this group wouldn't i uh, unfortunately <laughs> you I'm sorry i had, to, us. I, had to, I had to take a moment of silence there um you know the old cars the, i mean i'm better looking, clearly, but uh, Yeah, so is James (laughs) (laughs) That's why we all have a voice for radio here, come on
1: Oh lord, that's the funniest thing you've said all night
2: I try but it's not just, hopefully it's not just going to be a pole barn there's, there's the the cool thing is, is we do have a large Amish community uh, in this part of Kentucky, there's a barn just down the street literally an eighth of a mile down the road here uh, abandoned I've talked to the farmer that farms the property uh, we're gonna look at possibly moving that barn and, and restoring it here on the property and uh, you know having a, a more historic barn to put the cars in and work on them in and uh, or if that's if it's just not feasible because the barns you know structurally too far gone or something uh, you know possibly, kind of recreating it you know having the amish actually build a barn that looks similar to some of the the barns in this area of kentucky and you know just kind of have a a, an appropriate looking barn here uh for the the all the car stuff i want to do and then once that's done the the other big big goal for uh, this year by the end of 2020 is to have three of the the cars uh, which would be the the 1919 chevy 490 the 1917 overland model 90 roadster and the 61 ford falcon all at a point where they're just main you know general maintenance cars and get in them go out for drives uh drive to work in the morning drive home that type of thing and you know be be started in in you know kind of in earnest uh on the the peerless and and possibly the cycle car project. So um big car goals this year and of course along with that goes I'd still like to get more active on both my own social media and uh, on the no driving gloves social media. So we'll we'll throw that one out again for this year. I'm go- and I was thinking about pitching the idea of making a uh, an American-built mid-engine sports car. What do you guys think?
0: I'm not sure well, that's
2: gonna gonna work.
1: No. Nah. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's nah, some people that have researched that for a while.
1: Now, if you'll do this V-shaped stainless steel looking pickup truck, El Camino Ranchero thing and make it electric, I think you may have something there.
0: Mm. Only if it's bulletproof.
1: Yeah, with shatterproof glass. Mm. Yeah. Would it be able to
2: pull a Ford F-150 up a mountain though?
1: should be able to pull...
0: Only if the Ford's trying to drive the other way.
1: Okay. While a Chevy's pushing.
2: I'll get to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't Just, understand know, what, 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 what have, cars, I, don't, I don't understand uh, what having a broken truck in this Ford V rod shape thing is. What, well, why are we throwing in that broken truck? Will
1: broken truck, A Chevrolet Yeah. It's a broken truck. <laughs> what planet are you on?
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the Tesla pulling a, a, a Chevy. I saw it pulling a Ford.
1: A Ford's lighter. It's made out of aluminum, remember?
0: And see, the, 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 the Ford was trying to run away. The Chevy would just kind of roll up the hill because there would be no resistance. Well, whatever. Yeah. So we all do have some stuff on our list of things to do. Um, and I, I think, I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, I know I've told Will... Uh, Me and a buddy already have our hotel reservations set for SEMA weekend. Got to get off our butts and get our media passes and get the show recognized by SEMA so that we can get some tickets and that um, thing we were referring to earlier, since it, it, (laughs) amazingly, it's the only thing on my property that's ever been to SEMA. So maybe
1: <laughs> you've got a car that's been to SEMA, but you've never been to SEMA.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, at least it'll it best way to do it. It'll at least uh, remind me to uh, maybe do that. So I'm as cl- I'm as close as I've ever been to spend a November in in Vegas. And this this new group that I'm working with, they go to they traditionally go to SEMA every year they missed this year because of this new endeavor. Um, but hopefully everything's up and operating all hunky Dory and pretty like, and, um,
2: so wait, if you get us media passes, uh, then let's see, how do I want for Yeah. If you can pull off getting no driving gloves, media passes, then I'll book my hotel room and go.
1: All right. You might as well go ahead and do that because I- it's, gonna happen
0: is will, will knows people and um, i kind of know people and i know people who know people so i've just i've just got to remember one of my sunday morning breakfast to say hey make that phone call for me and all right when yeah go uh, and like it's, like i, I
1: think s- i think it opens up on like november 1st or 2nd this year yeah you know,
0: like, like i said to my buddy uh who who's going with me who uh, you make the reservations now because you can always cancel them, but if you decide in August to go, you're never going to get reservations so
2: i yeah, well was... the good thing is is i've got family out in that area, so
0: I may not need a reservation yeah I think we're at the Marriott,
2: so
1: I generally book our house in February or March. Yeah. you know so uh,
0: you know, we we booked over thanksgiving holiday to be honest and uh used uh miles, so technically the room's not going to cost us anything either no it's just a matter of uh getting off my bum and uh getting that taken care of i'll add it to my things to do list and if you saw my things to do personal trello list you would uh You'd, you'd kind of die. But are we doing anything else tonight, guys? Are we going uh, going to bed and hitting this up next week, possibly with an interview? Uh, don't know yet. We're waiting for com- confirmation. Or
2: are, are we asking if we're doing anything after the podcast or is it more podcast stuff? Because I'm definitely not going to bed. Well, I've got a ton of stuff to do here at the house.
1: Um, I'll make the quick announcement of the possible... Guest next week. Is that cool? Uh, if you're
0: on the ninety percent side of sure, which I think we are, you can go ahead and drop na- name drop. And I know everybody has been dying to get Chris Jacobs on the show, but yeah, well, <laughs> you know they they are doing that overhaul thing again. I can't. believe You know,
1: it. I, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I've actually only met Chris Jacobs a couple times. Uh, don't don't really know Chris that well. Uh, the times I have met him, man, what a what a cool, cool dude. I,
0: I will say I, I actually was hearing an interview with AJ and in hopes that maybe she'll hear this and agree to be on our podcast. She does have a new calendar out, and she was pushing overhauling and her new camera or overhauling. let me try that again. Let me try to speak English. She was pushing overhauling overhaul in, and her new
2: calendar. Nice. I was going to say, if we have any chance of getting any of them on the show, it's got to, you actually got to say it right.
0: (laughs) I've just learned you've got to say the name correctly and what they're promoting, which obviously I didn't. So I'll just sit back that evening and produce. (laughs) (laughs) And and maybe look at my camera, or calendar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are tentatively going to have a guest next week from the West Coast. So, you know, uh, he's a automotive, custom automotive designer. Been been doing it for a few years. Has really kind of got a hot hand right now. Become real popular. Uh, become a real good friend of mine over the last couple of years. A guy named Tavis Highlander. He's worked with uh, some of the most notarized builders in the country, and doing some outstanding work. Uh,
0: See, obviously, probably, he's worked with Big Oak Garage. He's
1: he's worked with us, and nobody's ever seen any of it in public yet. Uh, but that will that will be changing either. Probably, heck, we might just—I don't know. We might do it the day we uh, record next week. I don't know. So i um, actually going to be talking to him tomorrow about when we're going to release the rendering of the Impala. So uh, anyway, super cool dude. Looking forward to having him on the podcast. So if, you know, you guys have any questions that y'all would like to hear us ask Tavis Uh, Look him up. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's got a website. Uh, Just uh, email us or, you know, get with us through social media and let us know what you want us to ask him. We'll be glad to. So anyway. Yeah, I think
2: that brings up that brings up something in my mind. I think one of the other goals that maybe we all set last year for the podcast was uh, more interviews. And although we pulled some off, I think this year, I think we're going to have a lot more of those We're we're kicking off the year with, with some interviews uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And I think it's only going to build from there. So I know I've been talking to a number of people about interviews. I know John has. So I think that'll be the cool thing this year with the podcast is bringing on some, some really cool guests to talk and uh, interview. So. Uh,
0: again, that's why we do the podcast is to kind of network. Helps us and helps our listeners to know some names. So, I like you said, Will's working on some. I'm working on some. Derek's working on some. Um, I actually had one tentatively scheduled for next week, but I had, had not officially invited the guy. So we're going to bump him um, and do Will's, and we hopefully will have another one. In a week, you know, a week or two. We don't want them weekly. We gotta sit here and have our conversations. With that, guys, I'm gonna say I'm kind of out of here. We
1: out? Come on,
0: Zamboni!
1: Yeah, here we go. Uh,
0: Zamboni. I need to get a Zamboni sound effect. (laughs) That'd be pretty sweet.
1: Oh, Lord.